This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. And welcome once again to the Wednesday week. This is me attempting to be upbeat because, you know, uh, well, you've, you've seen the results. You've seen what's happening. With me on the line, I've got Dave, Ash and Simon. We're going to try and make sense of it all. Find out, obviously, whose fault it is because we like a bit of finger pointing. And, um, and, you know, we'll probably get a pie update as well because Ash is, uh, well, as it sounds, Ash, uh, your pie updates are the only thing that's making me smile uh, over the uh, over the recent few weeks. <laughs> now, um I'm going to jump straight into it because, one, I've been in Amsterdam for the last 48 hours. I literally went to Amsterdam for 26 hours, I think it was, um, and four of them were traveling. Um, so I'm a little bit ropey. Apologies for sounding a bit croaky because they've changed the law on the uh, on the weed smoking out there now. So uh, before, when you could smoke weed, uh, you couldn't sell beer. But now you can smoke weed but not cigarettes in the places where they sell beer. All right, mate, I, you know. It's a whole thing. If you've not been, go. Uh, but the, the weirdest thing is the uh, the prostitution. Can you hear me trying to make it upbeat here? The weirdest thing is the prostitution because <laughs> you've, you've got those, you've got these, and they're quite good-looking women and all uh, in these windows. I mean, bear in mind, they are they are in the oldest game in the world. And uh, it's always Geordies. <laughs> they kind of, they walk up and they go, oh, are you always going to have a go on that one? And they go, oh, I think I'm going to have a go on that one. And then there's a little bit of, uh, you know, negotiation where they go, oh, much like, 
oh, it's only, it's only 100 euro, like. And then one of them goes into rapturous applause from his Geordie, coward-fingered mates. And then they wait outside. They wait outside for him. So he's finished. <laughs> and then he comes back out once again to rapturous applause. And they all go, Way! you know what I mean? What was that like? How is that real? You know what I mean? Like none of them have ever got laid before in their life. It, honestly, it's one of the weirdest bloody things. And then you've got families taking the kids down there. Speaking of taking the kids to unsavory places, Simon, how was Barnsley for you, pal? That was a oh. segue, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you did well. All I could think of was um, a Newcastle Donald fan Stott. waving his waving his willy around <laughs> whilst doing a Donald and David Stott impersonation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Otis got... Redding and Marvin Gaye sitting on the beach, Sit- sitting on the dock of the beer, looking at the prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, did you ask me a question? Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. how was, how was oh, Barnsley? Oh, it yeah, was yeah. great. Yeah, it was brilliant. Loved every minute. <laughs> it um, sounds like it. I'm, I'm trying uh, to work out who, who played, what went off. What did we do? We we played. I, 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 we signed. We signed a load of attacking yeah. players, and then what we did decided to do was just play them all, with yeah. the hope that we'd actually score a goal. And yeah. actually, we did. And it was a great goal from uh, Windass, fantastic goal. Little fortuitous fell to him and, and he hit it. It was great. And when you see it on TV, because obviously it was, it was at the home end, at mm. the far end away from us, and it looked like a tight angle. And then when I watched the highlights, it, it was a very tight angle and a great goal. And, and I think he was uh, the, the, the only real shining light out of that entire 90 minutes, personally, for myself. Yeah. Um, the, the rest was quite forgettable. Uh, well, I, I mean, when sure. I when I saw that he'd scored, I mean, Ash, mm. were you the same as me? Did you sit there and think, well, this is it. This is what we've been missing, a bit of attacking flair. The only way is up, kids. We well, hasn't the plastic population. We can't turn back now. Was that, is that what you were thinking? <laughs> oh, good evening, Dan. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah was, uh, I'll just go back to your uh, little anecdote earlier. So what you're telling me was there was a load of grown blokes yeah. that, play, that paid extortionate money to look yep. at some, excuse my <laughs> language, cunts. Yeah, I feel God. like that. The last I don't know where you're going with this, Ash, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's a metaphor coming somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 felt, I felt like I've just done that. Yeah, we're, you're, we're ahead of you there, weren't we, Ash? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've, uh, you, had, you, had, you had to go to another country for it. I went to Barnsley. So, uh, <laughs> Which is pretty much the same. Which yeah, <laughs> yes, mate. I was uh, I probably like everyone else. You, you see, we, we've made an effort and got some attacking players in, um, and it, actually, it was it, it it was nice to see him chucking them straight in. The football wasn't that nice though. Um, yeah, Windass, gotta say, what he did take his goal well. Exactly same what what you've echoed, guys. There is like. I missed the goal, really, because my eyes are shot anyway, so I couldn't see the far end. But watching the replay, yeah, took it well. Good goal. Other than that, (laughs) pies were nice. What can I say? Pies. Pies. Yeah, we we had a full compliment Um, of pies. It was a very positive pie news. Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was a good one. However, I remember um, you being very disgruntled that they did cash only. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cash, cash only. Obviously, uh, um, 
contactless hasn't got to Barnsley yet. Um, so yeah, that that was that I was it. And uh, I tell you what, you you can actually pay contactless for the ladies of the night in Amsterdam. You can actually pay by card. Never. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, what, yeah, is it contactless or is it is it contactless or is it swipe? A <laughs> <laughs> oh, little red, got... that little red nubbin's going to come back up again, isn't it? Oh god! But listen, honestly, right? So you, you you go out there and you can pay by card for your to get to get your foot rocks off, and um, and that is more technical technologically advanced than the pie shop at Barnsley. Is that right? Yeah, I take it. I take it. It's like the boys from Newcastle told you that you could pay contactless, Dan, as opposed to you suggesting <laughs> that you might have gone and sampled the way. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me. I was like Sigourney Weaver in Gorillas in the Mist. I was absolutely captivated by it. Just sat watching it, watching all this unfold, and it was all you know. You know what it's like. Well, there's a name for that, Dan. There's a name for that. Voyeur. <laughs> Voyeur. Yeah. And in, and, it, and in Amsterdam, it means something else. Do you know what I mean? It's got it's got a muckier connotation. But um. <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Then, anyway, yeah. football. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, well, that's that, that's how good that's how good we've been the last couple of games. Obviously, so uh, we'd rather yeah. take more interest in in Dan's uh, 24 hours mucky peeping Tommy Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave. Now we had back on the pitch straight in. Gary went went right. You know, we've got the two lads. They're available at Barnsley. Let's stick them in. Windass has got off to a great start. Connor Wickham. Get straight in, and I feel there must be a point now. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we're going to get a Luton game, but you must be thinking, oh, God, because I'm pretty sure it was me that said it. I don't know if it was on this show or the other one I'm moonlighting on that said, I don't know if we've made a false idol of Connor Wickham. Is he any good anymore, or are we just playing shite around him, Dave? We've got a history of signing strikers that were great. And have done brilliantly. Sometimes with previous clubs, sometimes with other clubs, sometimes well at us, and we forget that time moves on. Um, possibly it will come good for Wickham, but he's not been playing a massive amount of football at Palace. So whether we've made a false idol, whether he's going to come good, he's certainly not going to hit the ground running and start scoring goals left, right, and centre. Um, being dropped straight into the team, it was possibly out of necessity. But it gives me the fear massively that he that Monk has thrown Windass, Wickham, and this, uh, the crews all in the same team yeah. all at the same time because it just smacks of desperation and last chance yeah. saloon stuff. And the yeah. only thing that could be more fucked up than that is playing your most creative player at left wing back, which we never would do. I actually thought of Barnsley. I haven't watched the highlights from last night because I, I don't know if really, there were any, wouldn't I? I just had a really bad day anyway, and I just didn't want to tip myself closer to really drinking all that beer I took a photograph of earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I actually thought he had a good game against Barnsley. Um, he showed signs of what he is to come. He won every header. He won every header, but there was nobody running off him to, to latch onto that header. And there was a point in it where you saw it, Ash, obviously with your failing eyesight and all that, where he it was Hurst, it was like David Hurst at one point running towards goal and their defenders were just bouncing off him. And then rather than have a shot, he tried to cross it across uh, and they cut it out. But I think he should have had a shot there and probably would have scored. And, and he, he, he looks a different player to the one we had six years ago. He's really bulked out. And, and I, I think... 
Christ, he, he looks better than some of the other strikers we've got, and he and he looks like he can actually win a ball in the air. Um, but my my problem with the choice of play on Saturday was that there wasn't. He threw to, he, exactly as Dave said; it was desperation. He threw them all in. I mean, we were playing De Cruz. Was he playing on the wing? It, 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 you know, it, it, we should have had a winger <laughs> on, basically. You know, and and it, it just smacked of desperation. There's too much chopping and changing going on. There doesn't seem to be any sort of standard format. He's throwing kids in who haven't played together before. Surely enough, surely enough, you you bring Windass and Wickham in, and then with somebody else who's actually knows the setup and how they play. Um, Forestieri was playing too much, too too deep, too much defensive. But again, obviously not as defensive as he was supposed to be playing last night. But you know it. it, it it smacked of let's just get let's play them all and for Christ's sake it might work, and 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 that is the worrying thing is there doesn't seem to be a game plan. Um, and look, I, I feel I, as well, so, sorry. Like I know yeah. that you've done about the the attacking side. I thought defensively they were shocking as well. They I are, don't but think I, I don't think I've seen Borner at Barnsley have a have a worse game. I thought. But what I thought what he is was, he doing with that back four? He keeps well, swapping and changing all the time and. And and me personally, I don't know whether other people agree, but I honestly think that Tom Lees needs to not be in that back four. You know, we looked solid when we had Werner and Iorfa, Palmer and Fox. Obviously, Fox, Fox is injured. Yeah. Obviously, Fox is injured, so Palmer slots in on that left-hand side. You play Iorfa looks lost on that right wing. Um, you know, play him in the middle, play, play him with Werner in the middle. They had a fantastic pairing when Tom Lees got injured. Tom Lees came on. He was absolutely dreadful. He was shocking, was. and 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 there doesn't seem to be any sort of understanding between him and Berner and Iorfa. And I all and I think that's what's happening is it seems to be breaking their confidence. The confidence in the back four has gone. So they get the ball now, and it's just head it out, just lump it out, just get get the ball away with this. It's almost like they're petrified of the ball, and. Um, and and Tom Lees just did not have a clue, and 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 are we seeing the Tom Lees that Leeds saw before he came to Wednesday? I don't know. Yeah, they uh, were uh, they were berating us, weren't they, for signing yes. him? Yes. Now, um, let, let's let's move on because um, you're going to have to run me through this, Ash. You know, I I know you you two played in the sticks back in the day. Um, run me through that clearance that Cameron Dawson was attempting there. Now, Jesus. I get that. I get that he, he got it wrong, don't get me wrong, but it was, for me, it was the body language after he, he buggered it up. Do you, do you know what I mean? He just, what, what what was going on there? It was fucking awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was, I just, I, you know, do you know what? It was a <laughs> cracking pass, and I don't think he could have played it if he wanted to pass it to him. <laughs> it was that uh-huh. awful that it was great. It was just. Oh. The, the, why didn't he pick it up? I, I why didn't he pick it up? Why didn't he pick it up? But but if you look at the the play as well, the left hand side, it was just a big gaping chasm of space that he could yeah. have just side footed it, toe poked mm. it, rubbing anything into that space, and then we regroup. But no, he decides to. Well, I don't know what he's. He just had an aberration. I don't know what he's tried to do. And he's scuffed. He's, I don't even think he scuffed it. No, but it, it literally looked said, like that's where he was aiming to yeah, go. Aiming yeah, aiming to put it. Yeah. 
And then you think, if, you think is, if, he'd, if he'd leathered it and scuffed it, he'd have kicked it out of play, which he could have. Yeah. You know, you'd have gone, you'd <laughs> yeah. got the big way, yeah. and you'd and you got on with it. But like you say, it's, yeah. it was it was almost like he did it deliberately. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, no, it, no, we're not saying. Yeah, yeah. no, it I said does, almost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> but but no, like, it, it looked like you know, like you say, Ash, he had all that space to go at. It, it literally the equivalent of falling the barrel full of tits and coming out sucking his thumb. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah, literally the living embodiment of it. But the, like you said, Dan, the reaction from him after it was mm. it was like, oh, oh well, yeah, like what? That, that, hey? the, there was, was just no a little, desperate little, scramble to get back, was there? It did a little hop, flayed his arms round, and yeah. that were it. And like, yes, he made the. You've said, well, we've all seen it before. You know, when goalkeepers make horrendous mistakes, it's always the defender's fault, isn't it? They got <laughs> effing yeah, and blinded yeah. and and everything. But he knew he's made a mistake, but he. He just, it was like he shrugged his shoulders and went, all right, okay, kick off, here's ball. Like that, it was like... I think, I think though, well, that, that he got a... It, I, I know he made a mistake and we were like, oh, God, he's a young lad. I'm not trying to defend it. Well, I am trying to defend him, actually. He got four or 5,000 Wednesday fans baying for his blood behind him when that happened. I mean, none of us could be in that situation. I, I, if you'd been Westwood, I think Westwood would have, like you said, kicked post, had a right go at himself, shouted, balled, this, that, and the other. But it, it, did did he did he not look bothered because he was petrified of what was going on behind well, him? Did he? Maybe, you know, yeah. You know, it, 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 I mean, when he, obviously the thing is that their tunnel is next to the away end, isn't it? And and when final whistle went, he got booed something silly. Um, well, they all they all did, didn't they? Apart well, they from, did. I think it was yeah, De, De Cruz and um, probably I don't know, De Cruz and Fessy, I think probably. Yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it it it, 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 it you got it's hard to understand. But then I I got the impression then it was like oh Jesus he's 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 just shot his confidence is gone and then afterwards we just kept passing the ball back to him. It was like every <laughs> ball then it was give like pass pass it back, give him a touch, and we're just thinking. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? The poor lads, in, I think, I thought the poor lads' head had gone and they kept passing the ball back to him and kept passing the ball. They were like, go on, have, a, have another go, have another go. And then it, did he not do it in the second half as well, the same, where he tried clearing it and it, and it very much, or he might have been in the first half. And it, and it mm. almost, he almost did the same. And it was just like, oh, my God. Massive mistake, massive mistake. And to be honest, I think that changed the game as well because we were on top, we'd scored... And we looked like we we're on top, and then yeah, that we looked happened. like we yeah, and it just it just kind of just killed our, our momentum yes, a little bit, didn't it? It? Did. it was like no matter how hard we can try, this is still going to shoot us in the ass. Yes. Now, now you know as we move on, Dave, and we go to uh, you know before we get to Luton, I thought that for me was a turning point in how shit our season was going. Now we were we were third at Christmas. We've lost something like what six in the last nine or something by this point now and it, it I thought we could still sneak up there given how tight the league is I think there's some statistic about there is a bigger gap between first place and relegation uh but there's a bigger gap between Liverpool and Man City in the Premier League which is insane um now did did you feel that that was a, a turning point in our season where it, it sort of hit you and made you go hang on a minute now we're going to have a mid-table mediocre season. I think since the beginning of the season, for all the clubs in the league, there's been West Brom and Leeds were up there, but nobody wants it. And it was a bit the same last last season where 
championship is so open um, that anybody can do anything, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be particularly good to occupy a high spot. You just need a yeah. reform, and that's obviously yeah. where we were uh, when we were third. The problem is um, we're all hopeful, positive, expectant, unfortunately, after we've had um, playoff final and playoff semifinals, that we're thinking, oh, we're third. This is, this is right for us. This is us showing what we can do and it's not that was that was the false dawn that was the that was our run of form now the form that we've shown since we've been up at third around christmas time has just been it's been woeful and you can forgive a bad day at the office when there's bad injuries or a sickness going through the camp or any of these things but mm-hmm. it's since christmas these dreadful games have been more regular than the good games you know so yeah. we've had we've had that woeful game against blackburn and that woeful game against Wigan and ruined our season. Sounds, it has, but you know, you've seen that game against Barnsley. I mean, th- that's three games all way below par, and we haven't even got onto last night's game. So, yeah. if that's four games out of nine that were dreadful, then then you can't you can't possibly. I know we know that Monks had his say, and that can't possibly have helped confidence. But he's probably got a point. But it's it's a bit chicken and the egg, though. I, I can't help but think last night's response. And last night's performance was partly based on what he said. It's not just a matter of realization. These players have realized, oh well, maybe he's right. Maybe maybe we are crap. But they've been playing crap. Their heads are down, and then they've had the gap. And then we've kind of piled on top of it. Ah, of course. Mm. And, and why no? And and what would you expect to happen? You can't expect us to turn out last night and put a four 0 win in and go, oh, we'll show you, boss, we can do this. It's not rocky. It's it's real life, and that's what happens. People get told the shite, and they go, all right, yeah. okay, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's poor, isn't it? I mean, so okay, so we'll we'll, we'll move on to uh, Luton just after in just a second. Now, obviously, after the game, there was uh, obviously you know because we're grown ups and we can't have nice things. Uh, there was a bit of trouble after the game. We've all seen the forty five second clip that's on on the on the socials doing the rounds. Uh, you know, you've got to ask yourself why was somebody filming up to that point and they've managed to catch it and all the rest of it. But listen, I'm not going to get in any kind of debate about, uh, you know, whether the copper meant to hit him, why it happened, how it happened, what went off. I'm just going to say, I hope the young lad's all right, because I tell you what, he didn't seem very old. I think he, I think someone said he was 16 online. So, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to get in any any massive conversation about it. I just I just hope the young kid's all right. And then, so speaking of getting smacked round the head, I mean, you know, Luton, bottom of the league, Simon, can't pick yeah. up points, you know. Not kept a clean sheet in 28 games. We should be smacking men around the head, shouldn't we? Well, we should, shouldn't we? But it were, it were guaranteed, weren't it, that we were going to lose? I think uh, if you look to there's a there's a few people on on Twitter who who ask for statistics and 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 then people come and and I think it was a draw or, or a loss. We're pretty much equal. Very few people put for a win. But then you know when when Dom in his uh, last away game of his career at the Sheffield Star. Dom in his new hat. I wonder is, if his new job is selling those hats. It might well be, or it might be. In Alden. Unif- in Alden. It's a uniform. It's a uniform. Yeah, middle Aisles. Middle, middle Aisles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, three at the back. Why, again, I think, I think some source of the problem that we're having since Christmas is that we aren't playing a settled side and, and we are constantly chopping and changing. And Forestieri played left wing back, well known for playing left wing. I don't think it's the any time he's actually played in that position, ever. 
and 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 you and we played three at the back, uh, and by all accounts, the guys just looked like they'd never practiced it. They'd never trained in that position. They hadn't got a clue how how to play, and you just think, <laughs> just play it simple. And and my my opinion is that we aren't playing things simple. We keep playing this one up front, then we're playing people out of position, not in you know where up to Christmas they were playing in their set positions they had done since August and were playing really well at it. And then yeah. we've chopped and changed people around too much, and it's just and and then that yesterday was just, I mean they had a penalty in. I mean, we could have been one nil down after fifteen twenty seconds, couldn't we? Because there was a penalty, and and then I saw a tweet saying we could have been four nil down at half time. This is a team that's conceded sixty six goals this season and only beaten two two teams, of which both those times they had ten men. So you, mm. you just, I mean, there's been tweets from the Reading manager, hasn't there, about oh he's how what beat he? <laughs> they haven't won loads of games and this that and the other. He's laughing his bollocks off, isn't it? Yeah, Lucas Yao will do a Jordan Rose and get a hat trick on on Saturday. The way we're playing. Oh yeah, one ten. Yeah, it's it beggars belief, and this this is why I think there's there was a huge groundswell against Monk on Twitter last night and this morning because it just see we're we're all sort of sat back going, why did he choose that formation? Why has he gone that way? Because it was obvious that they couldn't play it. So. You see in five minutes we can't play it. We've got a team out there that we can drop them back to four four two. Does he do that? No. And that's what that's what the, is a really strange thing that he persisted with it despite it not working. And mm. and 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 why has he done that? What what is it the fact that he's arrogant and he, he, he will not, you know, take on the fact that actually I've done something wrong? Uh I, I don't know. I'm starting to lose confidence in, in the well, a lot of confidence in the guy. Because I think his tinkering is causing the issues that we've got. I think that's interesting, Simon, actually, because I'm on the I'm on Gary Monk's side against the players. I feel like he's got (laughs) I I think he's got uh, Barry Bannon underperforming and trying too hard, and I feel he's a negative influence in that midfield now. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's blown so much smoke up his own ass because he has been, and and I don't want to take this away from him. He's been one of our better players for the last four or five years. But that's just it. Four or five years, our recruitment has been dreadful. And it's not like we haven't been signing players. We've been signing players who are fringe players, academy players, under 23. We want some fucking first-teamers. And then now we've got some, we're now putting out, like you said, si, a formation where um, we're just making up a formation just because that geezer can play there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Forrest yeah. Dier is left-footed. He can play left-back. Now, left back for me when I was a kid was where you'd put the little mongy kid. Do it to me. Danielson, as you well know, I used to play left back. I've got a sweet left foot. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. But do, do you know what I mean? I, I feel that, you know, because we haven't been able to strengthen as much as we'd like, and we haven't really used the, the loan system very well. I mean, you've got Fulham there taking on players like Mitrovic and he's just battering his way through the championship like like a hot knife through butter. Um what are we doing? How are we how are we missing out on these players that seem to be going it, everywhere else? It's it's it, beggar's belief. It looks Dan, it looks like going back to your point about Bannon, 
it looks like Bannon got a sex change for Christmas because, like, he's <laughs> lost his tackle, hasn't he? He's lost his tackle. Yeah, yeah he has, yeah. He, 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 did it on, he, he did it on Saturday against Barnsley. He pulled out a two easy, easy oh, tackles. Yeah. He pulled it. And there then was a couple of goals oh. against Blackburn, I think, uh, that yeah. he, he he shirked a challenge in midfield. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, he's trying to get, trying to get like himself a, a big move. he pulled out, didn't he? Yeah, yes. Ah. <laughs> just in time for Valentine's Day. That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, that's it. He, has just, he has just had a kid, hasn't he? he, he well, he, he, he has been absolutely dreadful over the last couple of games. And, and he, he is... Uh, he, he plays... There was somebody who put some of these Hollywood balls on he was trying last night. They weren't Hollywood mm. balls. They weren't even like Pinewood Studio balls. They were. They weren't even Bollywood. They were bloody no, awful. And, they and, were and, awful. And, and I don't. I don't want somebody who's who's decided that he's. And I feel that this is what he does. He takes it upon himself to go. Oh, right, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the top boy that gets all these things in. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I we know he, we, we know he can be though, can't? Don't we, Dan? He has done it. Well, before. this is it. He's got the ability. And we, we are, I think every Wednesday I would say that Bannon on his day affecting a game is is our best creative, best player. Mm. Oh, but we're just not seeing that for whatever reason it is. If it's the tactics he's getting off Monk, if it's just the way he's feeling, he's ignoring anything Monk says and thinks, I'm going to get this game by the scruff of neck and it's not working for him. Mm. Um, we just don't know what it is, but like you say, um, Against Barnsley, he did it a couple of times. Against Luton, pulling out the... T- now, for me, and I'm not as old as some, and I'm not as old school, but you put your body on the line, don't you? You win that yeah. ball. Yeah. yeah. You do he, it. Yeah, but he, it just seems... be Wednesday through and through, and I'm not seeing that. Not seeing no, that. I tell you, but I tell you what, though, do you not... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel for Barry Bannon, isn't it? Because he's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. But what yeah, I course. want is... And what I want is another... Another ten players around him doing what Barry Bannon wants to do. I don't want little Barry and ten little monkey kids all running around him, and, and he's going right. I'll try and get the little monkey giant kids playing. Do you know I'm sorry. I know monkey kid isn't a PC <laughs> term. My apologies, but you know, I, I'm, I'm from a different era, and uh, I'm not. I'm not kind of Wendy Richards no. racist, but you know what I mean. I'm just. I'm just. It's just. It's just a word I got brought up with. But I, was, I talk a lot with a guy called uh, Stokey. Uh, a guy in Basingstoke lives lives down here, and he uh, texts me a lot. And he's been texting me a lot about Barry Bannon the last couple of years about being a negative influence on the team because he's trying too hard, because he's not supported in midfield to the point where Barry goes, "Hang on a minute, I feel I can do something with this guy. I'm going to let him carry on." And and for me, Joey Pelopesi isn't the person to to give him a hand. Now he, he said here in uh, in one of his text messages, he says. Um, Baron needs Bannon needs uh, 2016 Kieran Lee to be effective. You know, making all those selfless runs, and then uh, and then with that, brought Ross Wallace used to do the same. He used to go on blind runs down the right hand side, taking defenders with him. And Gary Hooper and his neat link up play, we've missed all that. We don't have that anymore. We used to have these great signings and these great players, and unfortunately, injuries and age got the better of them. And at the minute, we're trying to fill it up with unknown foreigners. And uh, playing bloody Forest area at left back, it's absolutely mm. insane. Now, Bannon, Dave, Bannon only wants Bannon only wants to pass to Fletcher at the minute. Nobody's moving off exactly. the ball for him. Nobody's creating space, and he wants to pass to yeah. his pal, and that's it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely believe it. It's it's that schoolyardy. I really you, do because you, you our think, drop in form has, yeah. has coincided with it. You'd think Josh Windass would be the ideal player to play alongside him, to be honest, because he does make those runs. And you'd think he'd yeah. be the ideal player to play. And obviously, we haven't seen Luongo properly yet because of his injuries. Um, that he'd be another great player to play alongside. But but then you need other players playing in the correct positions by the side of him. So so playing Forestieri as deep as he did at Barnsley, and then obviously even worse against Luton, isn't going to help the side out. You know this this isn't going to work. And and then you've got a, a back four who are petrified as well. You know it, it 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 just it's just all adding up into some massive quagmire of shitness. Um, now, what, do you think that's what, why Bannon's dropping you... so deep, though? Is Bannon dropping so deep because the back three or four looks so scared of the ball? He's I think they are. I think you're right. I think you're right, Dave. I think you're absolutely right because they, before we were bringing the ball forward, I mean, Bernard was doing that, you know, up to Christmas. I know Orpha was driving through, and now, it, it, I mean, the amount of headers that, you, that they put out, there wasn't a call to the player to say, you know, you've got plenty of time. It was just head it out, head it out against Barnsley. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was like, and so then the Barnsley players think I'll just shut them down because they look petrified. So all I'll do is just just play on their feet and 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 scare them. And 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 I think Luton did the same yesterday. We we made Luton look good. We made Barnsley look good on Saturday, in all honesty. And and they were poor. They were very poor. What um, what, what do you what do you? Well, you guys, it's a question. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm asking a question here. But what Go do you think? Me. What What do you think is like has happened? Because up to uh, what was it, the twenty second December, we got to the dizzy heights of third with Monk, and now on Twitter you saw last night, this morning, the uh, the amount of people calling for his head. He's never been good enough. Never wanted him. All this, but he did get us to third. Do you think it's purely the injuries, and he he doesn't know what to do with like a B, not a B team, but with the injuries he's had, and then trying to fit in these new guys and things, do you think he just doesn't know what to do? Because we got I'll some let you good get that results. One, we got so, some I mean, good you go first on that one because I, I, yeah, is it? I, 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 I do. I, I do actually think that he's tinkering too much. I mean, Carlos's third season, up to him getting sacked, he was really swapping and changing around the back four, and, and we've. I know James has spoken about it ages ago on the podcast that. You've got to have a settled back four. Now, look, I know people have got injured. Palmer got taken out against Cardiff game. That didn't help. But but then we've we've moved your two pair, your two guys in the middle, Berner and I offer, are your two guys to then put people at the side of. Keep them, they're your central defence. Keep that the centre spine of the team as it should be, and then add your left back and right back. But I offer has been moved all over the place. Then Berner went, Berner's been moved. And Tom Lees has come in, and it's obvious that Tom Lees isn't good enough at the moment through some dipping form. And then he's he's he's, he's changing the front. We've obviously had Hutch coming in and out of the game. You know, it, it's this constant tinkering with with um, positioning of players. Who before Christmas we had that a settled back four, uh, and then we had a different sort of midfield in front. You know, with Forestieri coming back, I was I was really sort of he came on as sub uh, a few weeks ago, didn't he? And I thought. He looked really bright. He looked like difference, but mm-hmm. he's not playing into the position that you know. We all know what Forestieri can bring to a game, you know, and he's not mm-hmm. playing to that strength. And then playing De Cruz as a winger, you know, he's not a winger, is he? You know, we've got Harris and Murphy as wingers. 
I'd like to see De Cruz up front by the side of Wickham. And I think that would... Be, and then you've got Windass playing behind and Bannon to, to feed that ball to them and playing a little bit further forward. But we're playing deep, as Ash said, because and Dave said, because the back four daren't play the ball out because they've just lost that confidence. What do you think it is, Dave? I mean, you know, like Ash says, you know, Gary Monk got us to third. Uh, what, what do you, you know, has... Like Simon says, has the tinkering changed? Was Gary Monk's arm forced, hand forced, uh, with the uh, with the changes because of Palmer's injury and Morgan Fox being out for a bit, and then Fletcher? Do you know what I mean? Are we have we succumbed to injuries again? Or I mean, what do you think it is? I think the the tinkering's an issue now. Obviously, you've, you've covered it uh, there, Dan, saying that sometimes it's, it's enforced changes either through injuries or loss of form or somebody a younger player and kind of protect them and these sort of things. My concern is that it's just it feels like we're going round and round and round the same way as we always do. This this lack of uh, club structure. Forget the first mm-hmm. team, the whole bigger thing. There's no ethos. There's no identity. So the signings that Monk's made or maybe hasn't made but has had bought for him seem to be like hand to mouth signings. They just they're, they're being yeah. brought in, but without a long term going right. We need this is the way we're going to go forward. This is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to set up. This is going to be plans B, C, and D when that doesn't work. And we're going to buy into that. We're going to be able to play team in in, in plan A, plan B, plan C, and, and a structure. So when you know what you're building, and then you can then build into it and buy players that maybe other players aren't, other teams aren't looking at. But you're going, well, that he's bang on. That guy's at right age. He's got all the right attributes. He's the person that we want in. But like you say, the crew's out on the wing. It's it's mental. I, I don't see I don't see that's the reason he's being signed as that. Particularly when you've no. got other players. Uh, who are supposed to fill that position. So, yes, we're up at third. Um, it could be the carryover for the work that Bruce has done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess it was always going to happen, this, and it's just whether or not he can ride this out. Because, I mean, I texted Simon uh, yesterday and he mentioned it earlier on, that word arrogance, that mm. uh, that mm. reluctance to change something's clearly not working. This is the yeah. this is the, like, the last Daisy Lukai all over again, is mm. it not? Yep. I'll, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I think. It's a cracking question, Ash, if I'm honest. And I'll tell you what I think it is. And I'm going to shock you all now. I have now a semblance of um, sympathy for Jos Lukai. I think it was very obvious. I mean, bear in mind, it's been How four years. How many drugs have you done? <laughs> Listen, I, I've, been for, I've been for a day in Amsterdam. Who do you think I've you went to meet out. in Amsterdam? You went to meet Luke, I Josh. No, I'll tell you for what. Let, listen. Right, uh, there was a uh, a great piece of news, uh, I want to say, about five, six years ago, and it was Danny Mills talking about um, Stuart Pearce going in as your manager. You stand there and you go, oh, wow, that's Stuart Pearce. And then after about three or four months, you realise, oh, shit, he's actually really bad at football management. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's what we've got here. Now, we, you know, Bruce had it, Monk had it. Even Lukai, on his first game, managed to get us a really hard-fought draw against Sheffield United. There was a point where a new, fresh way of thinking has come in and all the players have tried really hard. You know what I mean? I want my shirt. I want to work hard. I want to go in. The, and, the new manager and, bounce. And then the new manager, that's what the new manager bounce is when you really, yeah. you know, when you really pull it apart. And then what's gone off is, Gary has realised it and Yoss realised it. Steve Bruce, I believe, is stronger and can deal with it and had a better network of people to get the players in that he needed. However, I think what, what, what those two managers specifically have realised is that the, um, 
the players that we've got are aging. You know what I mean? And we don't have the funds, necessary resources available right now to go out and and get the players that we actually need. We have got a team of old players who, who have been there a significant amount of years who have also, for lack of a better term, got their feet right under the table. You know, in their head, they run this club. Are you telling me that Gary Monk is going to go into that team and tell Barry Bloody Bannon, yeah, this... who, who was winning polls against who's better, him or John Fleck? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, you're going to tell him what to do? Absolutely bloody not. The, the, Watch this. The, this do you know what the, I mean? This... And, and I think it's got that to it. I think this this, this, this is a, a three... I've written three words down, well, four words down here in regards to where where we are and why we are where we are. And the first one is the players. And I agree entirely with you there is that we've got players there who don't think they are answerable to the management. But there are players there who I think who feel they are actually bigger than the club. And you, and you, and you get yeah. it. And they, they need bringing down a rung or two. And, and somebody put today, and I don't know how true it is, but like people got back at one, two o'clock in the morning uh, 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 from Luton and then have gone to work the following day and, and then come home. And by all accounts, the players had the day off because they got home late. Now, mm-hmm. I know you, a while ago, Dan, when I first came on the podcast, you obviously pigeonholed me because of my age of being somebody who would be a, a Megson fan. And, and, but I was actually <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that they, those players, if Gary Megson was manager, would be running through Greno Woods this morning, properly running through Greno Woods, that, that yeah. he would have got them in and given them the right old bollocking. Instead, they've been sat back looking outside at the £150,000 car from the big mansion going, oh, well, ugh, what shall I do now, sort of thing. And, and I think the players need bringing in and basically telling that, have a look at that 5,000 fans, who, who 3,000 who drove to QPR on a Friday night, 5,000 who went, mm-hmm. to, um, to went to Barnsley, the 1,000 that went to Luton, which is a god-awful shithole in, in the world. They don't, they don't deserve us. They don't deserve us, and they don't deserve... And look at the history of this club that we keep harping on about and keep going back to because we've got bugger all to think about over the last 20 years, right? And, 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 and basically say, you've got to play... You're playing for the club and the team. If you don't like Gary Monk, then tough shit. He's your manager. I'm not particularly keen on some of the managers at our place, but you work together and you get on with it, and I'm sure we're all exactly the same. Then you've got to look at the... Name man- names, Si. Name <laughs> names. <laughs> Wang, wang, wang. But then, but then you move on to the management. The, 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 the management, and I think this is another issue: is that Gary Monk ha- has. We've spoken about the issues. We've spoken about tactics. We've spoken about changing the team around and formations. But then we've got um, other people who've been in the team along, uh, been in that team a long, long time now. Lee Bullen. Um, Keeper coach, Nicky Weaver, everybody who sits in the background there and you think to yourself, is, is this an issue? Have we got to start looking is at... Is it an old boys club? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and somebody put a picture on Twitter a while ago and it was, I can't remember, I think it was Megson was manager. And there were people, photographs of people in that, in that team there of the backroom staff who were still at Wednesday. And you just think to yourself, hang on a minute, these guys have presided under loads of managers, lots of failures. And they're still there, and you just think to yourself, that wouldn't happen in a, in a in a company where they were trying to move them forward, you know. And and I think that you know, Monks had a bit of an arm up his back in regards to when Bruce came in, he brought his backroom staff with him, who obviously then went off to Newcastle, 
Gary Monk's not been allowed to do any of that. He's had to work with the backroom staff that presided over several failures now. Um, so, so we've got a whole management aspect there. And then obviously, finally, we've got the chairman. Now, a lot of people have been calling for Chan Siri to go and this, that and the other. And, and he is not perfect by any means. And I will not, I'm not defending him. But he has put an awful lot of money into the club. But also as well, he needs to sort out how this club's run because we don't seem to have a strategy on how to run this club. We seem to be lurching from disaster to disaster to disaster, from 10-year season tickets to 19, uh, 1867 club to um, D-taxis to you know buying the stadium, this, that, and the other. And, and we, are, we have no plan. I remember a few years ago when United bought the training ground on Shycliffe Hill and I thought, and, and people were talking about how they were setting themselves up with this academy and how good it was in the background. And it's not just Chris Wilder who's been part of their success. They've, they've managed that properly. That club has been managed properly. And whether we like it or, or don't like it, they've ended up in the premiership and, they, and they're doing really well at it. And they, and they seem to have a clear strategy and plan. And they seem to have had that for a long time now. We have nothing. absolutely. We have nothing. So it stems all three are to blame: players, the manager, the management behind the manager, and the chairman. And whatever it continues, which it seems we've lurched from disaster to disaster to disaster since, basically since Wembley, you know. And and we've 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 brought people in. We've brought Rhodes in. Oh, he'll solve all the problems. As he fucked. You know, we brought all these players in. I do think our recruitment has got slightly better over the last few years. You know, we brought some some gems in. Yeah, Steve Bruce helped that. Yeah, he did. He did. And 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 uh, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Where would we be if Bruce hadn't gone to Newcastle? Probably a little bit sitting a little bit better than we are at the moment. Mid table. I, I think we'd be sit, sitting in the playoffs. Personally, I don't think he'd be the player. Sorry, the manager to let the players get away with what they're getting away with at the moment. The, really yeah, tell. there's clearly a rot there. I agree with you. But anyway, talking sorry. about the old... Yeah, it's all right, mate. I enjoyed I have nothing to add to that at all. I think you've nailed it spot on. Um, talking about the old days, uh, Vic and somebody called James Marriott went to the uh, football museum. So uh, let's see how they went on, shall we? Okay, so it is Valentine's Day and I've made a trip to Manchester, but I haven't actually done it on my own. I have found myself a handsome, wonderful, bearded man who sometimes goes by the name Domhausen, but today is James Marriott. Happy Valentine's Day, James. I was going to ask where this handsome guy is. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. So how are you finding things this season so far? Before we go into why we're in Manchester today... What are your thoughts so far this season? Are we allowed to look at the league table? Because it's pretty bloody miserable. You are allowed to look at the league table, but I would advise that you don't, because <laughs> it's not it's not very pleasant reading right now. Uh, it's been a weird season, hasn't it? Because there's been moments of um, moments of promise, moments where things have looked like maybe we're in with a shout of you know sneaking into the Premier League this season, um, and then the, I think the reality has kicked in, which is that we're quite a way off being able to make a challenge for the Premier League and actually I think if this team right now went up into the Premier League I dread to think how badly um, we'd actually do playing better teams than we're coming up against now when we're getting 
turned over and outplayed by Luton, then you know the the idea of playing some of the big teams in the Premier League is is petrifying. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Do you not fancy like Atty Newhu versus Gary Cahill at any point soon? If if um, if Atty gets his contract renewed next season, I I'm, I'm staging a one man campaign, <laughs> shoes off in the car park. I want a refund on my season ticket renewal for next season. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Now, we are in Manchester, as I said today, and there are two reasons for that. One is because you noticed that we could get 10p return trade tickets to Manchester on Valentine's Day. And the other reason was to come to the National Football Museum. So we have been gifted entry today, I should point that out. So they've let us come and have a look around. And I think it was quite a nice little afternoon, did you? Yeah, it's been it's been really good actually. I've meant to come here for ages. I didn't realise it opened in 2012. I thought it was only been open for a couple of years. Um, so I've many times walked past it and thought, got to make an effort to go there. So um, really good to actually finally do that and have a look around. There's a few Wednesday references here and there, which is uh, which is nice. Uh, a couple of shirts of my other team, St. Pauli. So I'm quite a happy chappy right now. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it. I think. I think it would be something that we talk a lot about getting children into football and I think if you were really trying to convince your kid there's something for both sides here because I think a family ticket is something like £25 and there is stuff for the adults to read and there's a lot about the history of racism, of hooliganism, of all different sides of football, homophobia, um, obviously sexism that obviously doesn't still exist today, any of those things. So I think it was nice that for the adults, but there was loads for the kids to do as well, I think. Loads of games, obviously, that we played on. We did. Um, and I'd like to point out, seeing as it's Valentine's Day, I was a true gentleman and beat you in all the games that we played. <laughs> it's true, except we couldn't decide who had the pink shirt in 1981. <laughs> and it turned out it was... Darwin. I've never even heard of Darwin. It's no. not, not in um, Australia. Isn't that like anti-Bible? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, but the games were quite good actually, and I like the fact that there's some interactive stuff. It is definitely worth a visit. I mean, we were quite lucky that it's cost us 40p <laughs> return for both of us to get here, but we were discussing the fact that actually train fares to Manchester are pretty decent anyway. You can get here and back for yeah, you can do it really cheap. Um, so it's definitely worth making the trip. It's the kind of thing actually if we're we put the, I mean, if, assuming we're in the championship again next season, if we're lucky, then there's so many away teams that we play over this side of the Pennines that you could easily organise a trip that you come over on Saturday morning and have a look around here before then going on to the match. And it's really interesting because you do learn some stuff that you probably you know, didn't realise. Um, and it's a good test of how good your football knowledge is. It's a bit nostalgic as well. Obviously, there was one of the things that we went on that you could pick your team and you eventually got it to Sheffield Wednesday. The scroll bar didn't like you very much. Um, but that even brought up like a picture of the front cover of Spitting Feathers magazine. It's like you completely forget these things existed. And you went, oh, I used to write for them. I did. It was a lot, I, was, I was a kid. It was a long time ago. Um, shout, shout out to Graham, who used to be the editor of um, Spitting Feathers. Um, yeah, no, that was really that And stuff like that's a nice little touch, stuff like that. Because, mm. like, you know, no other clubs going to have any idea what Spitting Feathers was but any fan that was going to games in that period of the 90s will the fanzine yeah remember fondly I mean it wasn't just that we had like now we have an insane number of podcasts and some idiot keeps um, no. creating new ones uh, but we had an insane number of fanzines in the 90s we did we had Out of the Blue or was it On the Ball no it was Out of the Blue wasn't it yeah there was um, A View from the East Bank yes. which I think then did that then become Spitting Feathers I can't remember I don't know um, uh, War of the Monster Trucks yeah, which, which obviously is, is now back yeah which is brilliant every so often I write um, for that and I think there were another couple as well one of them was run by uh, Trevor Trevor yeah yeah that was now, Out obviously, of the Blue mm-hmm. is now director of comms for 
Sheffield Wednesday, which just shows, kids, if you follow your dreams <laughs> yeah. and Trevor, work really hard, you Trevor never know one day you may too end up <laughs> as uh, Trevor Braithwaite. <laughs> It's, it's everybody's dream in all fairness I think yeah Trevor started out as out of the blue and then went to become a match day programme contributor then the editor and now then he was some sort of comms person when I worked there and now yeah he's director of comms so it is possible he's fo- followed a very somewhat ordinary career path for a white middle-aged man <laughs> it's just bless him um but yeah we were talking about having a day out here as well so obviously looking outside i i can give you a one to one bet on what the weather is like here in manchester at well, the moment we're in manchester so naturally it's raining yes that's all it does in manchester but uh, there is stuff around there's a starbucks i mean we're in the cafe now so there's definitely a cafe here but there's a brazilian oh in fact, that looks like a tornado's hit it, that Brazilian. I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't fancy a Brazilian today. <laughs> Not on Valentine's Day. Nah. But there are, there are bars around, and we're just off the beaten track of like spinning fields and centre of Manchester. So you could, like you said, tie it into a few drinks. Maybe for somewhere like Preston away, where you have to switch, is it Manchester Victoria, you have to get the train from? Preston. Yeah, you do actually, so. yeah, because you end, you end up you come into the wrong station to then go on mm. to Preston, don't you, sometimes, depending on what time you're getting or whatever. Um, the most exciting thing, of course, is, I mean, they've got a replica of the FA Cup and they've got one of the actual Premier League trophies here, uh-huh. which I refuse to touch because obviously we're playing City yeah. in a week and a bit. Um, but I did manage to, uh, I was allowed to lift a virtual version <laughs> of the FA Cup. It didn't go brilliantly Oh my God, you used well. three of your credits on that. <laughs> I know, uh, and, and unfortunately, the, I, I think I held it at the wrong angle on this like digital thing. So the FA Cup was like bigger than me. <laughs> so the pitch is not amazing, but you know, I'll tweet it. But that, again, was great for kids. That was, like, literally you stood in front of, like, a photo booth thing and held up a wooden sign that said FA Cup and, lo and behold, an FA Cup appears in front of you on the screen. But they did have a load of other trophies in the centre of that part as well. But I couldn't find the Lee Bullen special, the tennis ball on a stick. I couldn't find it. I don't know where that was. <laughs> um, but there was some really elaborate trophies. There was the Milky Trophy as well that was up there. Uh, there was, yeah, loads of different things. Um, so, yeah, it is definitely, definitely worth a look. Um, and obviously, like I touched on earlier, it covers, you know, some of the more harrowing sides of football. So the racism, there's a lot about homophobia and racism, you know, with the John Barnes incident. There's a lot about um, Justin Fashionu. But there was also a bit of an exhibition about, obviously, the, not just the Hillsborough disaster, but the Ibrox and Bradford yep. and a few others. And that kind of, for the adults kind of hits home a bit I guess yeah and that's really important for anything to do with football is that you know football's great and we all love it but it's been tinged by tragedy and and we obviously are probably closer to that in a, in a lot of ways than fans of most clubs um so that's a little bit humbling and um you know a, a bit of a um, difficult sort of bit of the museum to, to kind of sit and watch. There's a, a quite short film um, that kind of goes through some of those um, more sort of tragic times of football. But I think it's really important to remember that that formed part of the game that we have today. I think one of the most interesting things that I thought in that bit was it was showing you like the dates that things happened. Obviously, Bradford fire was 85, so just, what, four years before the Hillsborough disaster, and actually the figures of deaths went up through the years rather than down, which was just a bit of a, wow. Obviously, Hillsborough, Touchwood has been the biggest footballing disaster and, you know, 96 people. Um, so, yeah, it was quite that was quite shocking. We also we watched a really nice film 
that was quite cute an immersive yeah. cinema I don't really get what that means it wasn't very immersive it was just like a screen that sort of curved around yeah bit, I thought immersive was like was actors really and stuff <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was quite interesting because it kind of talked to you. It was like a nine-minute film that took you through the experience of a football match. But rather than it just being a football match, they've got like a Sunday league team, some kids playing kickabout in the playground, and they've kind of sewn it all together with some footage of like Man City and some of Newcastle and stuff. Um, so it's quite nice that they kind of paid um, attention to every level of football because when you're a kid and you're playing on the street that's as important to you as when you're you know at, at the Etihad watching Man City if you're a City fan or whatever you're doing so I liked that I thought that was um, that was nice and overall it was a good experience I really like the top floor is like the shirts exhibition and I do like a good football shirt that's only here till the six, 7th of June wasn't it my birthday because oh, I went it? oh my birthday's on a Sunday yeah there so that's go. here till the 7th of June and on the first floor when you get in there's also an exhibition from different female footballers yep. um, who've made an impact on the game obviously more so in recent years um, but that's that's quite a nice ex- exhibition as well. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed my day. Should we go and get drunk? Go on then, let's do it. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Vic, and uh, whoever that was that was with you. I don't know who that was, but apparently he's talking about the league nowadays. Uh, right, lads, we've got one last thing to get out of the way. Uh, home tie against Reading. Now, Ash, uh, you know, Lucas Jao coming into piss his pants. What do you reckon? That's that's what I reckon. <laughs> All right, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you yeah. get all that? Oh, yeah, I, I got yeah, it. I got that, yeah. mate. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. I re- with I Give think we've done this all the time. Prediction is. Um, Right, so I think that they will have run out of chicken bolty by oh, quarter past three. <laughs> um, Hendo's will be on short supply and um, somebody will kick off about it only being contactless. I uh, I really enjoy the fact that, you know, <laughs> that, that you go to Hillsborough and they can run out of Hendo's at a football <laughs> ground in Sheffield, literally where they make it. You know what I mean? It's uh, like the Bank of England running out of five-pound notes. What about you, Dave? Do you reckon that, that Reading will... Uh, do you reckon we'll do that classic Sheffield Wednesday thing where we take one point out of the bottom three and then smash these three nil? Oh, Christ, I hope so. It's it's hard to see anything from the last couple of games where you're going to go, if we could just get a little bit more of that. Wickham was starved of service on uh, on the game against Luton. Perhaps if he gets one, he gets a bit of service or he gets a bit of room. Maybe. Um, uh, I can score draw. Score draw. What about you, Sai? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's, I, don't think even he, I don't think even he can help us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Play left back side. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be really, the bearding, long grey hair. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a really long Wednesday shirt on and sandals. He'll still be fucking playing Fezzi where he did yesterday. Oh, God. I, you know when we played Wigan and Monk came out and gave him a proper bollocking after that? And I actually thought yeah. we'd see some amount of um, reaction and we didn't. And we've not yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and negative. Yeah. yeah, and we've not seen a reaction since. And and then 
I, I beg his belief, mate. I beg his belief. I, I, I'd like to. I think a nil-nil would be optimistic. I've got a horrible feeling we'll lose again. Um, I think it'll be the the atmosphere will be pretty piss poor. I think uh, it'll probably be a low low crowd there. The weather's supposed to be awful on Saturday as well, isn't it? Um, it, 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 it doesn't bear thinking about. I'm really, 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 really not looking forward to it. But I've been told by the missus I've got to go out. I swear she's got somebody coming round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to sound. I'm normally quite positive, um, but I, I've. This is dreadful. It is dreadful. I've not felt like this since the Chris Turner years. I've not felt this bad. Oh, about it. I know. And and we had. Yeah. There's nothing to look forward to at the moment, and it's it's sad. It's depressing. My little boy was in tears last night, thinking that we're going to get relegated, and 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 you know, oh. it, it, it was horrible. I tell you what's interesting, Simon. If we, I don't think we will, uh, because it seems to have dragged on too much now. Nothing happened this season. But if we did get a twenty-one point deduction, we would be in relegation, twelve points adrift. That's how bad it's got. The, That's how tight the league. And is. this player, these players, haven't got the bollocks for a relegation fight. They have, no, they are they, 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 we, we would go down big style. I actually don't think to be fair, though, taken off. If we did, a big fine personally, but yeah, probably. But if we did, if we did get relegated, all these big time Charlies, all these big contracts would go. They'd all leave. They'd all get lost. Mm. All right, we'd lose a few quid. We'd do a season in League One, spend it. You know, spend properly. You know what I mean? We, you know, we'd be able to spend a bit more with. That, you know, whatever the version of championship to League One parachute payments is. <laughs> you know, it might sort us out. It definitely sorted Southampton out when they went down. Mm. And to, to an extent, Leeds. And to an extent, us a little bit. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I wouldn't wish League One on anybody. I, I'll never forget, you know, the opening day of the season against Dagenham and Redbridge, where their whole ground holds as much as our away end. But, um, but listen, thanks a lot for joining us this evening. I will tag all of our weakers tonight in the, uh, in the tweet when I... Uh, when I post this, have a happy Valentine's Day and let's, uh, let's continue the love affair with uh, the beast, the crazy one that throws plates when you have an argument in Sheffield Wednesday. See you later. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.